Apparently my brother, who was 14, was at home with my two young sisters and he was so excited that he danced round and round and round the house with the little transistor radio when he heard it on the radio. Welcome to episode two of Beyond the Crown, from frosty orchards to tropical islands. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valen, 17, Buddy Holly, 22, and J.P. Richardson, known professionally as the Big Bopper. Gwen Furness, now Gwen Gloins, grew up on an orchard at the Broadwater and went on to have an international career and find romance in the tropics, but always had Stanthorpe in her heart. Let's go back to 1959 when ball gowns were handmade, when queens were announced live on radio, and Stanthorpe Apple Blossom Queens sashed Warwick Rodeo Kings. Look, we've got the hot pink microphone out today to be able to go back in time. We want to go back to 1959. Mm-hmm. Now, Gwen. You were Gwen Furness at that stage. You're Gwen Gloins now. We're sitting here um, with the backdrop of Mount Kutha um, at our backyard almost here in Tawong. And we're going back in time. We're going back to Stanthorpe really with this chat. Tell me about who asked you to run for the Apple Blossom Queen back in 1959. Well, I think it was the RSL approached me and asked me if I would be their candidate. But I wasn't at all keen. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm never, never keen to put myself forward for anything. And uh, But anyway, I finally succumbed and, yes, the RSL supported me beautifully and looked after me right up until the judging. And, yeah. Why do you think the RSL approached you? Do you remember well, my what my father was, said? was a returned serviceman. Whether that was one of the reasons, I don't know. Was he a World War II veteran? Y- yes. Yeah. He hadn't, he hadn't left Australia. He was in... Um, Townsville and uh, Coast Watches or something up there. But he, yes, but he was away at war for four or five years. So, yep. Yeah. And tell me about what did it mean you've been approached by the RSL? What did you do with the RSL? Because you had a committee. I'm finding this fascinating. Yeah. What did it mean to have a committee? Well, there were fundraising events that you were expected to attend and then of course, there was always the street carnival prior to it where you were on a float and I've got photos of that that I can show you. And I am eyeing off your yeah. photo, Pa. We will take <laughs> photos of there. those. But um, What was your float in the street well, parade? I don't do you remember. remember. I, don't, I don't think it was anything special. I think that they just made sure that all the queens were standing because there were 12 of us and it was, you know... 12 family. in 1959? Yeah. Wow. Uh, when it first started, there were only five or six. I don't know how many were in Dory's year. But the year before me, I think they got up to 10 or 12. And, and yes. even this year we have nine young ambassadors. So, okay. yeah. I think that's a better title, actually, the ambassador. And why do you think that? Well, when people say queen, it sounds like as if you're supposed to be a beauty queen or whatever. And it's and not like that, no, is it? It's not a beauty no, pageant. Yeah. No, what makes it different? yeah personality and commitment, I think, to what you're doing. And yes, we're so, we're so I think the ambassador is a better title, really. Yep. Oh. And yet when you were crowned, 
that crown has got overtures of Queen Elizabeth II's <laughs> coronation, which was what only six years prior. Yes, and yeah, it's huge, the crown. It you is, crown. and yep. they, and I don't think they had it the following year. I think that maybe they decided that because my head almost disappeared, <laughs> that perhaps it wasn't the best idea to have that. So I'm not sure. To describe that crown a little bit more for us. It was handmade. It's not like you go to the know. crown shop, do you? No. Would it have been made by locals? I don't know. I really don't know anything about it. Yeah. It was just massive mm. in terms of yes. well, literally everything. Fact. Yeah, yes, there's a photo there. And the photo, I think they then positioned it on, when they first put it on the ice, you know, it came right down. So I think they put it back a bit so that it was... So you were well and truly crowned, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was well and truly crowned and sashed and, yes. So. <laughs> now you're using this word, Dory's introduced me to it, you were well and truly sashed. I'm loving now it's a verb. Well, well of course, they, you know, they had to, once they put the crown on you then they had to put the sash on you as well. Yes, and you've really got them here an too. Yes. And it's gold with blue writing on mm. it for that time. Yeah. And with the fringing as well. Yes. Yeah. And who put that sash on you? Was it a former well, queen? Truly. I was so dumbfounded that I really don't remember much about it at all. Apparently my brother, who was 14, was at home with my two young sisters and he was so excited that he danced round and round and round the house with the little transistor radio when he heard it on the radio. You were on the radio? It, well, it was announced over the radio. Oh, yeah, it was a big thing back in there. It was a really big thing. I didn't realise. So was it like a live announcement of who yes, the Queen was? Yes, apparently. Wow. Yes. So and do you remember what radio station it was? It would have been 4WK. It would have been Warwick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. because Warwick was big. Um, and we didn't have our own radio station. I don't think they have even now. But see, that was the sash that I was wearing and then the other, this one went over the top of that. Yeah, so yeah. everybody wore a sash as well oh, yes, of who they, they were have, sponsored yes, by. Yes. Well, is sponsored the right yeah, word? Yeah, sponsored. Yeah. I would expect would be the word. Yeah. What did your committee do with you to, to prepare you for the role? Do you recall the sort of things? Well, I, you did? I know that they they took me shopping to buy the fabric from the dress and everything, and um, th- they had one of their women, one of the RSL women, who made it for me. And I, w- I had a bit of a health problem at the time, and I kept losing weight. The poor things had to keep adjusting the dress because I kept losing weight. I don't know that I. I can't remember. I'm amazed at how much you do remember because we're going well, back we say, many years. What does your committee do? Well, I know that there were dinners that they had that raised money at the RSL and they took me shopping, took me down to Warwick or Toowoomba or somewhere to get the fabric for the yeah for the dress. And, um, and then, but my, because we were judged, we were judged on day wear as well as evening wear. Like we had, oh, okay. Yes, at the Country Club Hotel they... Um, yes, we all had one by one parade in front of the judges and in our streetwear, and then. Do you um, recall what you wore as yes, streetwear? Yes, oh, I do. I had a lovely. Yeah, it was white. Just did a. I think this photo there, just a round neck with sleeves, but it had a lovely detail. It had buttons, big buttons down the. Down the. Yeah. Somehow, I'll show you a photo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was lovely, heavy, 
not not linen. It was a sort of it had a texture to it, the fabric, and now it was lovely, fully lined. I had a dress. My mother made all our mother made all of our clothes, we girls, and we had beautiful clothes. But I didn't want to put that pressure on her at that time, so yeah. I had a dressmaker make the dress, and I had a red hat, gloves, the red suede handbag, and red suede shoes, and. Oh, I can see this outfit. That sounds amazing. It was lovely. What was your evening wear? Was it the gown you wore to the ball? It was a chiffon, but it had, that was a trim on the dress. You're describing this as the trim. It's like lace work, isn't it? Yeah, what, appliques of some sort. Applique. Yeah, Yeah, that's just stunning. And this was on your evening dress? Yes. Yeah, that's just... um, the amount of detail in that is just amazing. That yeah. have been hand done. I don't know. It's hard to we tell. We bought them isn't as it? they were. Yeah. You know. Okay. But that was the street parade. Oh, you look gorgeous. And that my mum had made that dress for me. And that's really quite a sundress too. Very, yes. very fifties. That full skirt. Yes. And the cap sleeves with a V neck. And you seem to be surrounded by. Well, it's all... Tree boughs. Yes, they were all an archway of... An archway, I don't know who the little girl was. I think she was the (laughs) daughter of one of the committee. That's a delightful photo. Who was taking the photos of you at the time? Was there an official photographer? It's on the back. I think it was the Downs Photo Service. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, there, that's lovely. So the photo I'm looking at here, this is... That's definitely you, yes. Mm. Oh, and you were talking about the red hat and the red mm. handbag. We yeah. can tell in this photo. So did you, is this, is this about deportment and yes, boys? It was. Yeah, yes, not it so was. much the beauty pageant, no. pageant idea. Yes, about deportment and poise and um, how you carried yourself. And they also had a um, general knowledge test. They ask you questions, general knowledge. Do you remember what things you were asked? Like well, I do remember affairs? one. It was about who had a famous singer had died and that week, and I think it was that day, and it was Mario Lanza, if I remember correctly, oh. had died on that day. And I, I had heard it on the news before I went into into town. He was extremely so. popular of the time mm, and would have yes. been with the Italian families too yes, in particular. Yes, yes. Yep. Do you remember what the question was? Was it asking who had done? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. But I don't remember others. Some of them were about the the town itself and... Uh, yep. Yeah. Were you asked about things like history of Stanthorpe? No, I don't, I don't recall that I was. Um, but it... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really remember the others. But I do specifically remember that one because, you know, it was, yeah... Yeah, everyone's remembered something very mm. specific. Yes. And it's often been current affairs of yeah. things happened the yeah. week they got interviewed. That's and right. it doesn't matter what yeah. time period I've talked to some of the it's former the winners. Right. Yeah, right. they've really recalled that. Yeah. When you also were then asked by the RSL to do other things other than being a queen, tell me more about what you did for them. Well, I went on to become an entrant. They asked me if I would be an entrant in the Girl in a Million quest and... Um, Reluctantly, yes. There's <laughs> a theme, <laughs> and then was and then was one of the ones that was selected to be a finalist, and there were twelve of us from all over Queensland. Were what did you have to do to be a girl of the million quest? 
Well, then not a great deal, really. Once you became a finalist, well, then we were taken to Brisbane for, like, the judging of it was in Warwick and they chose three three from that division and then we went off to Brisbane State at Anzac House, which was wonderful and were taken to the races and did all sorts of theatre, coffee shops afterwards. We actually, oh, while, marvellous. While, while I was... While we were in Brisbane, I actually met Vivian Lee because we were Vivian we Lee. went to the theatre. We, we all met Vivian Lee. We went to the theatre and she was the star of the show and then we were introduced to her afterwards. It was a little bit... We were all stage-struck. You know, everybody was stage-struck at meeting somebody of that fame. Yes. But, yes, so there, we went to the races and... But it was at Her Majesty's and we had, were in a box... Oh, marvellous. Yeah. All dressed up. Yeah. And Girl in a Million was a huge mm. uh, quest, yeah. um, a competition. I'm not even sure those are the right words. But um, they did a lot to raise awareness about veterans and what the RSL oh, yes, did. they did. Yeah. Yes. Did you have any official roles as an entrant or a finalist? No, not really. Um, probably the same as I've done for the RSL before, you know, selling there poppies or doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I noticed in um, there was a letter there in this box of souvenirs, there was a letter there and it was for when my engagement to Steve was announced. The man who had been president of the RSL, he was still the president actually, had written to me telling me he was very happy to hear that I had met the bloke. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know... It, yes, it was just a just a nice nice time, yeah. and awesome. one of one of the dearest friends I had I met there at that. Yeah, we formed nice friendships, and that's something that's come, really come through as a theme already. Mm. That through these pageants and quests, you've made lifelong friends. Yeah, and you're still in contact with people. Yeah, that's something lovely, isn't it? Yes, as a souvenir. It is. Yes, yeah. It is. Yeah, Yeah. and quite unexpected that's come up in these discussions. Yes, I guess so. Yes, you sort of just take it for granted, I think, that, you know, that's life. But mm. What other photos have you got here? Oh, we've got one of you with your crown. When I spoke to you on the phone, I distinctly remember you referring to it as the great stonking thing. It is huge, isn't it? It is massive. (laughs) Now, this is the gown you're wearing as the winner. This is your evening gown. Yes. Unfortunately, black and white lets us down. Mm. You, was it a cream uh, no, it fabric? No, it was white. It was white. And do you it remember what kind of fabric? Well, it was a, just a um, chiffon sort of fabric, I think. Uh, that was with the main judge, Dorothy Burke. Now, this is she, your partner. Is this husband yes. Steve? No, no. Oh, no. pre-Steve days. Hello. He died in a car accident not too many months later. Oh, wow. Mm, when you're talking about, you know, you've got, you brought your partner along, would it, all of the entrants had brought partners as well for the you ball? You had to have a partner. Yeah, and you would have yes. expected to dance as well, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. When did you get to meet Steve? About four years later. Oh, well and truly passed. I Moresby, yeah. Ah, because I've been seeing things, PNG, Papua right. New Guinea-related things right. here in your yeah. home, so I was curious. Mm. Yeah. What were you doing in Papua New Guinea? Well, I had a sister living up there and a husband and uh, I had decided that it was time that I moved on a bit and so, yeah, so 
I went, I, I had actually gone, I had planned to go for six months after I was crowned. That's, you know, had I known I was going to be the Queen, perhaps I wouldn't have done that. Although they didn't have any commitments for us to do afterwards, not really. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I had liked it and so a friend and I went back, you know, when I was 20, 22, almost 23. Because yeah. you're 18 in these, aren't you? I, I had just turned 19. Oh, right, freshly yeah. minted. Okay, yeah, so fresh. 18 when you were asked and you'd just turned 19. Yeah. You were having a birthday then around apple blossom time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Your family, while you were representing RSL, your father was a World War II vet, were you tied with orchards and agriculture in Stanthorpe? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, well, our family had an orchard. And they grew small crops as well. Yeah. yeah. And when you say orchard, uh, was it apples and stone fruit? Mostly apples, yes, but stone fruit, pears. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of apples were your family growing? Granny Smith's and um, delicious, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where was your family farm on the Granite Belt? Broadwater. Yeah. And there is a road now that's named after the family, Furness Road. And my brother still lives up there and his son and his family. Yeah. And are they still orchardists to this day? No. No, no. it's just a a lifestyle block, I think was what we call it. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yes, like, I don't know how long it hasn't been an orchard, but, but yep. yeah. But they both work, or Josh, who is where we grew up, he works for the saddlery and... Um, and that's John. Kent Saddlery mm. on the highway? Yeah. yeah. And John looks after all their books, my brother. Ah. Yeah. And what's he doing for the saddlery? Um, Josh. Yeah. Well, I think he's more like a, well, I think he's sort of manager type, I think. Yep. Yeah. Has he trained in the leather work as well? As only, part of only, only within that. But he's been, because yeah. he's married to their daughter. Ah, oh, wow, yeah, yes. To Leah. Yep. Leah and Josh, yeah. There's two old Stanthorpe families there coming yes, together. Yes. yes. So. Now I cut you off with photos. No. Let's keep going through the stash that so you that found. This is amazing. There was just my mum and dad. And how, were they proud as punch when you oh, got yeah. announced? Well, my father never went out at night. He was not a very well man and he never went out at night. But he made the effort to be there that night. So whether he had hopes or what, I don't know. Yeah. I think that says a lot too about how proud they were their daughter was representing yeah, the RSL yeah, and yeah, their family. Yeah. yeah. Look, your mum's holding the crown in the photo too. Do you recall? It kind of looks velvety. It was velvet, yes. And was I it like the royal was, blue? Yes, I think it was. Well, it's so Queen Elizabeth yeah. II. Wow. Because see there when that's just a small one. That, oh, that's that, nice. Where my head is disappearing a little bit. That's the queen before me, Beerus, and that's Dory. Ah, we've got Beerus, yes. Dory Dory looking fabulous in her dress as well. Yes, Did We're talking about getting sashed. Now, Dory talked about how she was sashed by the former queen. Did Beerus have a role? She must have done, I think, to be... I know you were flabbergasted at the time. Mm, and <laughs> I really don't. I really don't remember. But that's a gorgeous photo of the three of you there. Mm. 57, 58, 59. Yep. Yes. Pity it wasn't a larger one. Well, the next year, see, I had to crown. I had to say, I must have had to say the 
new queen, but it, she's not wearing that crown, is she? It's a very different crown, mm. isn't it? More like a coronet. Yes. It's kind of like the same sort of shape that you don't, if you ask a child to draw a crown, it's mm. that very pointy mm. sort of uh, triangular point um, crown. Are you, what colour is your dress in here? Again, it's um, black and white. Oh, it's beautiful. That was a gorgeous dress. I had come back from New Guinea on Port Moresby and stopped over in Brisbane and bought the dress there. It was really lovely. It was had floaty panels that floated down the back and it was oh. pink. Oh, pink. like a mm. baby pink? Yeah, probably soft pink. Soft pink, yep, yep. Mm, I would think. She looks like a very happy queen, the 1960 yes. apple blossom yes, queen yes. in that one. Yeah, that's lovely. And what was your prize? I've been surprised by what you guys were awarded. Well, there was a studio photo, photo um, and there was a £100 wardrobe to be selected at, I think there were three stores that we could buy from. A hundred pounds is it quite well, extraordinary. It was, was quite a lot of money. Yeah, then. and um, I don't know. Probably, in, you know, a few other little things. I don't really remember that. I remember that the RSL gave me a makeup case. Oh yeah, with Miss Apple Blossom inscribed on it, and and a luggage to match it. And and did you win a holiday as well? No. Oh, so no, that wasn't always that, regular? No, okay. it was the wardrobe and the uh, photo and there must have been something else. Dorothy, the lady who had judged, was the main judge, she had a modelling deportment agency in Brisbane. Oh, And she had okay. given me, that, and that was one of the prizes that she had offered this week of yep. deportment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember doing the deportment classes? Yes, I did and I hated it. What did you hate about it? Shy little country girl coming down into the city and, you know, all these sophisticated, they seemed to me sophisticated with their makeup and whatever. And yet you ended up in the city, the shy little country Mm, girl. Yes, I did, yeah. (laughs) Well, first you ended up in PNG. Hmm. What made you decide you were going to leave Stanthorpe? Oh, I know your sister was there with her husband, but what made you decide ultimately... I'm going to spread my wings because this is an overseas trip technically mm. and I don't think anything could be really quite more opposite than PNG to Stanford no, with the humidity right. and the tropical, that, that, you know, weather. That is, that's so true. I think I decided then that I really needed to do something more with myself so I'd gone back to and then they had adult education and I used to go in and do another commercial course at adult education and my friend was keen to go too, Lola, so we went together, but it was really to save money because I wanted to go to New Zealand to work in New Zealand, but I met Steve two weeks after I arrived and that was it. That So many stories are like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we were married six or seven months later. So, Where did you get married, up in PNG? In Stantor. In no. Stantor, yeah. Wanted, I just wanted this quiet little wedding. I've never liked fuss. So I just wanted this quiet little wedding, but my dad said, Gwen, just think of all those disappointed people. <laughs> so I had to come home. I had to come home to be married. Yeah. I think Dad was very proud of his Yeah, yeah well, he had, girl. well, he had five girls, I think, yes. Yeah. So when you describe it as a commercial course, what that would be the modern what, equivalent? Typing, shorthand and beeping. Yep. Mm. And what was attracting you to New Zealand? I don't know. It just seemed lots of 
women or girls at that at my age went to New Zealand and worked there. I have a friend who went there and worked there and married and never came back. And yeah, yeah. So it was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You got married in Stanthorpe. Did you go back to Papua New Guinea? Yes, we yep. did. We went back until, well, almost. I don't know. We had. No, three and a half years. I think we had two years, two and a bit years in Port Moresby and then a year in Medang. Steve managed stores there and I worked, well, when I first first went up, I worked for the um, administration, but then the second time I went, I worked for the police department and then I worked secretary to the police commissioner for a year till he retired and then I worked for Department of Army. Mm. Murray Barracks for another year. Then we went to Medang and um, I, I never seemed to apply for jobs. I just fell into them. And this traveller came into the store. My husband was managing there. Steve was managing. And I said to him, you don't need somebody down at your office, do you? Because I've noticed it was air-conditioned and nothing in Medang was air-conditioned. And he said, no, we don't. And about two hours later he came flying back. He said, there is this work. They need a our girl secretary is leaving and she's going somewhere else. And he said, "So come on down and meet the manager," which I did, and I got that job. So I worked there for the year. What did yeah. you love about Papua New Guinea in the early sixties? It was different. It was so different. Mm. I can't say that I ever loved it. Yep. Um, but no, it was just uh, the heat was. Uh, that mm. you know, it was very, very hot, and Medang yep. was extremely hot. But, uh, but no, I, I, I just think that it was so different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, incredibly different to orchard mm. life at Broadwater. Yeah. Yeah. And working yep. in the shoe store in Stanthorpe. And <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Mm. And you said you fell pregnant while you're in um, in Medang. In Medang, that was really the catalyst for bringing us. South, because I didn't want to have a baby up there, and yeah, so we came and yeah. And is this the house that you came yeah. to ultimately? Yeah. yeah, both our girls were born from here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell me a bit about the country girl via PNG who ultimately settled here at the foothills of Mount Cutha. Did you like being here in the city? Uh, well. Because this street is such a cool, it is a beautiful little street, you know, it's yeah. dead end, the people are friendly and I, my church, you know, when we were looking for a house we saw the church in Tawong, the Presbyterian it was then and I said to Steve, we have to live in Tawong because the minister there, he was my childhood minister. Ah, oh, yes, and okay. And so, so we did, we brought a home and I went to church on the Sunday. People were friendly and... This man came across and he said, I think you're my new neighbour. Anyway, the next week the minister comes to visit me and he takes me across to meet this man's wife uh, because he thought it would be good for me to know somebody. And so it was just that friendliness, that niceness. Tawong always seemed not to be really the big city. Yep, yep. And what sort of changes have you seen here in Tawong? Oh, well, a big shopping centre, of course. That used to be the sawmill down there, Patterson Sawmill. Yes, yeah. Um, and Woolworths going because Woolworths started there and now they're gone. It'll be all high-rise and um, whatever. They're... No, there's been a lot of development down there, but in this area here, 
Not so, you know, it doesn't really change that much. It's the friend who came this morning, she's Swiss. They came from Switzerland to live here. And uh, she said, because big brick house is going up next door and we're, you know, saying we don't really like that because it'll spoil the, you know, the street. People have done big renovations, but mostly it hasn't really changed the street. But this little street has um, street parties and... Yeah, you live in a lovely little dead-end street. Mm, But I love how your dead-end street's also backing onto the Mount Cutha Forest Reserve. Yes, Have you got fond memories of over the decades just being able to walk around the bush? Oh, yes. And my daughter still comes from Corinda. She'll bring her daughter and they walk in the bush here or bring a friend with her and they walk in the bush. But, yes, the kids, it was their playground, really, the bush. Yep. There's a little creek runs along there and... um, yeah, I used to take the grandkids up there too and yeah. I, I remember taking my three little grandsons, two from Sydney and one here, in the bush and they kept running away and I said, come back here you boys and listen to Nana. I said, if you get lost, what are you going to do? And the eldest one stood there for a while and then he said, well, I'd go that way because that's where Sussex Street is. And the next one <laughs> says, I'll bring triple O. It's about four wheels tri- ring triple O. In the bush. Yeah. And the other, <laughs> On a bush phone. And now the little bloke just looked, he didn't know what he would do. So. <laughs> and for you too, I think there's this lovely balance here in Tawong, which I just adore that it's there's some things have stayed the same here, even mm. despite the massive changes mm. down in Tawong Village. So we've got the little Tawong West Bowls Club, which Steve is very involved in. Yeah. But it's a real little community hub. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. People, yep. You know, families go there and, yeah, um, yeah. it's just a real community hub. We, we would be lost if we didn't have that. Um, yes. Mm. And it's amazing too that I have to meet, a 1959 apple blossom queen to realise, hey, we only lived a couple of streets away from you around the corner as uni students. So, But I just love too how, you know, so much change with local schools, the local shops here in Tawong to still, you can still just walk through the Mount Cutha Reserve. Yeah. Well, where the balloon shop is that because we were then, we were Tawong West, West Tawong. Yep. But we are no longer. We're just Tawong now. All Tawong, But yeah. that was, that little, the balloon shop was the local post office ah, back then. And yep. where there's a cafe now, that was a general store. Yep. Down in Gower Street, there was general store. When we first came here, we'd have bread delivery, we'd have milk delivery. The fish man came. Yep. The butcher delivered. Yeah, you could just get everything to your door if you yeah. wanted it. And I didn't have a car in those days when the girls were little. Yeah. So, you know, most most things came to your door. And, yeah. And then we had a lot of families with children our girls' ages. So we more or less had our own playgroups back then before playgroups became a thing. You know, we, we'd meet in each other's homes and kids would play. And, yep. and Yeah, so it was lovely. I'd like to ask you about your family life and growing up around in Broadwater. And when Broadwater is, for those who aren't familiar with the Granite Belt, south of Stanthorpe, on your way to the uh, New on South Wales border. Road. Hmm. Yeah, on Texas Road. Yeah. And how was life growing up on a farm and making a living from apples and stone fruit and pears? Oh, it was pretty tough. Mm. Yeah, it was tough because often they got hailed out or 
frosted and but dad would go if they had a bad year dad would go and cook for the shearers oh yeah down in the different places there was a shearing contractor in Stanthorpe and he would work for him as a cook yeah and he okay. would go there and sometimes we'd go my brother and mum would drive and we'd go in the old Oldsmobile, I think we had, all pile in there and then we'd go down stay at the shearing quarters over the weekend while he was away cooking. And so we worked in New down. England sort of area. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, yes, but, you know, well, they, I mean, they were, for a very small community, they were a busy community. Like there was a little school. We had a one-teacher school. I went yes. to a one-teacher school, you know, what, eight grades and 30, 40 kids. Yep. You know, they did a wonderful job, those teachers. And then we'd go off to, when you got to grade eight, you'd go into domestic science. Once a fortnight, I think the boys would go to rural school. Um, but then they had whole dances in the school. So, you know, everything would have to be taken out of the classroom so that you could have a dance and everything <laughs> put back. And they built a tennis court. The fathers built a tennis court. A friend told me he remembers my dad there with his little Ferguson tractor and working and, yes, and they built a tennis court. And at school we had basketball and tennis and and we actually at Broadwater had a very successful basketball team we played. Um, generally there were three, of uh, two of my sisters and me, and another family of two sisters, and then we'd get a couple of others, and yeah, we'd win the comp on and off. And oh, marvelous! Yeah, so that was good. But then my mum was in the CWA, and I can tell you about that later if you like. Oh yeah, please do tell oh, tell us about it now. The Broadwater branch was formed. I think it was 1947, but then, and mum was secretary treasurer at that stage. But then when she became president in 1953, the hall was discussed. And she said it would cost us about a thousand pounds, so we worked harder than ever. We yep. had the young men to support us, and when we had the stump captain, we raised quite a lot of money. The young men had gone out into the bush and cut the stumps and put them in the ground for the builder. Mr. Les Atkins was the builder. He used to bring a load of the weatherboards on his truck each day, and Mrs. Faulkner and I used to stain and stack them ready for the next day's building. <laughs> As the roof went on, we had raised the money to pay £1,000. Then we had a grand opening. The hall was packed, only standing room. It was a wonderful asset to the district. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's... Um, and it's really still original too oh, from those yes. days. They, put, they have put on a supper room. They have, that's yes, true. Yes. And, and all credit to those that have followed that branch of women they have looked after it and it's, you know, mm. they've got, I think they recently had a grant for it and, uh, yes, and had it painted and whatever. But that was, so, you know, that's going back a fair while, isn't it, 1953? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think even the original stumps are still on the Broadwater Oh, they hall. would be. Yes. yes they would. <laughs> and it's quite a little hub for that community too because Broadwater is quite an active Little village yes. of the Granite Bell. Yes, well, and see, it was even then they were always having, yeah, there was always something on that you yes. could go to. And, um, uh, but the hall certainly, my, my mum taught all the young men to dance and she used to say, say to we girls, if they ask you for a dance, don't you say no, it takes a lot of courage. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mother, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, speaking of courage, it's got nothing to do with courage. When one of your roles as the Apple Blossom Queen, 1959, you got to sash other people, and I'm not talking queens. No. Bull riders, rodeo <laughs> kings. She has a giggle. <laughs> what were, what were the events where you were at? You know, sashing these blokes. The Warwick Rodeo. So was the Warwick Rodeo? Did you ever do the Stanthorpe Agricultural Show as no. well? No, but, just the Warwick Rodeo. But no, but I was a guest at the um, at the agricultural show where I had to present a bouquet to the governor's wife. My goodness, because the Warwick Rodeo is still to this day a huge event. Oh, yes, it is huge. It's always been huge. Yeah. Yes, well, let's see. That's me. Ah, I just want to say there's a young Gwen smiling very happily here (laughs) with five chaps with all the bull riders. riders. Um, So did, ah, they got... You did sash them, but it's like they're wearing scarves with their sashes. I don't, I don't really remember. But there was and you're wearing a lovely wonder. dress too. Your outfit's on point, mm. but I haven't seen any bad ones yet here, Gwen. It's amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, now we're talking photos and again. And then there was the, um, yes, that was where we had to choose the Warwick Queen. I don't know, the Warwick Festival Queen. Ah, right. That was a beautiful apricot chiffon dress that my mum made and it had a bell skirt where it was gathered up and had big handmade rows. If only we had colour photos to be able to see, you know, what it looked like in real real life. Yes, in colour. And that one was the Carnival of Flowers Queen, I think. Oh, yes, because you also had a role in Carnival of Flowers. No, just... no, I mentioned that, but no, I don't think I did. Oh, you got out of that. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you could go as a civilian rather than as a queen. <laughs> no, that, and I'm just wondering, the bull riders, they actually look rather chuffed there with, you know, someone from mm. the Apple Blossom Queen here. They're very country blokes, aren't they? Yes, they were. This is marvellous indeed. Do you like going to the rodeo? No. <laughs> It's not your thing, it's not, is it? Not really my thing. Well, it's dust and dirt, and it really is. It's dust mm. and dirt, mm. and they look incredibly dusty yes. and sweaty after it. Yes. Chap in the background on his horse <laughs> with a big cheesy grin too. It's just mm. amazing. But you know, Lou, in those days, we didn't have our hair done or anything. We didn't have makeup done or hair done. You know, it was, yep. it was really natural. It wasn't anything. And you're in the apple blossoms. Have they cut here apple blossom yes, blossoms? Yes, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to appear at the car at the regatta out on Storm King Dam. Now, one of our young ambassadors for 2022 is going to recreate the regatta on Storm right. King Dam. Yes, because so it's full now, isn't it? Storm King is full, yeah. and that's really given a lot of locals yeah. and also anyone who's got Stanthorpe in their heart, I think, mm. a lot more hope yeah. uh, to see Storm King yeah. full again. I think this is glorious that we've got a well, photo we had to from go, the We had to go out there and we had to parade in all of our, you know, like that was me in the street, not that you can see it very well. But in, we had to parade in our street gear as well as our. So there was fashion parades as well. This is this your evening gown from? Yes. The, ah, yep. Mm. And you're in your I street gear. We got changed in a tent or something. Yes. <laughs> I can't, there's no, no building, I don't think, then to get changed in. Oh look, I can't wait to be able to show that to the young ambassador. 
And that young ambassador who is recreating the Storm King regatta is Karma O'Reilly. So we'll be talking to her and her nana. Is this all the entrance here for your year? Yes. And I think this is lovely. We're looking at all the uh, sashes because you're all posing for the photo, Mm. all 12 of you. Um, We've got, like, Miss Coal Stores and Miss Orchardist and there was always a Miss Rugby League in a lot of photos too. Um, It's a very curious thing, isn't it, to have on a sash, cold stores, but it's a real insight into actually the the cold stores. The people who raise the money for them. Yeah. No, that's great. And you've got a telegram there too. Well, I'm just, I mean, I don't, do do you know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do. That was, I haven't I seen one of these in ages. I mean, I only pulled a couple out, but that was from the um, post office staff, which I found was a bit curious. I didn't remember that, but they obviously <laughs> were plugging for me to win. Ah, so this is your little... Official invitation, I take it. Yes, would that be the right title for it? I imagine it would be. So it's a card and we've got... The Stanthorpe Junior Chamber of Commerce requests the pleasure of the company of Miss Gwen Furness and partner at the Apple Blossom Hall yes, to be chamber- held in 1960. So this mm. is the following year after you were sashed. Yes, because the Junior Chamber of Commerce ran the quest. Oh, and it is and at St Joseph's Ape- Hall. I think Apex used to run the street carnival the day after where you had to appear like that on a, one of them I was in the... Now, these were all pre-printed, but someone actually had to put these through the typewriter and add names to all of these yes, too, I which suppose. is quite lovely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Just gorgeous. But there was a, there was a letter inviting me to something, but it was to Miss Gwen Furness, president of the CWA Younger Set, because we had a CWA Younger Set yeah. at Broadwater. Yeah. Only Ballandine and Broadwater had one of those, so Dory... That's how we first knew Dory from the younger set because we'd invite, you know, they'd invite us to something, we'd invite them to something. Yeah. Yeah, so we were, um, yeah, so I was president when I was, you know, the queen, so. I'm going to throw this open to you, Gwen. Looking to the future, things like the Apple and Grape Harvest Festival, you love the new name Young Ambassadors. Looking for the future, where do you think... Um, these sorts of events need to go? What do they have to do, not just to survive, but to thrive and be relevant, do you think? I don't know, really, because in the city you don't see much of that at all. But what I think about a country town or city or small city is that it brings people together. They have to, you know, they're fundraising, so there's always some event on and Different people support different events and I think that it's good in that way, that it keeps communities together. Yep. Um, and people take, they really do take a big interest in it. I can remember being told that people were betting on us who was, who was going to... <laughs> They're running a book on you. <laughs> a bit scary, isn't it? What advice do you have for the young ambassadors running for 2022? Just go in and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The RSL made it very, very easy for me to feel confident in what I was doing. Like they were so supportive of me. So work with your committee and have a good time. Yes, yes. And listen to them. You know, be, I mean, they're wiser than you generally. They've been around before and so they, 
they don't ask it. Well, I didn't find that they ever asked anything of me that I couldn't do. So, yep. yeah. I know that after I had won it, I was um, asked to go and sell, I suppose it was poppies. I don't know, remember, Remembrance Day. So, you know, I had to go and I hated doing that. But I did it because that was, you know, that was part of my role. Went out and sold poppies for, yeah. It sounds like... The shy country girl, she got out of her comfort zone, didn't she, doing well, these she roles? Had to, yeah. yeah. Yes, had yep. What yeah. doing the role of um, Apple Blossom Queen and just being an entrant, how did that think how do you think it helped you establish yourself as a young woman? Do you think it prepared you for PNG and working life? Oh yes, it pos- yes. Well it gave me more confidence in myself and uh, Yeah. Um Yes, knowing that I that I had achieved that, not not that, you know, I really was a really reluctant entrant. I didn't I didn't want to do that at all. Yes, yeah. well, the premier of Queensland was in instant of Premier Nicklin, and um, which was, premier was it again? Sorry, Nicklin. Ah, oh, yep. Yeah, okay. Yes, and I was asked if I would be his guest at the afternoon tea that they were putting on for him. So I actually sat beside him and I remember that he was, he had a cake fork, but obviously I wasn't important enough to have the cake fork. But he said, you have the cake fork, I don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) That to me says something too about, you know, how important it was. Like you were really representing your region. If you're sitting beside the Premier, they're going to ask you questions about Stanthorpe, farming life, all sorts of things. I don't think this happens anymore, like... No, perhaps it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And I I guess that other queens had that same opportunity that I had. uh, Yeah. Do you remember anything about Premier Nicklin from that? He was such a lovely old gentleman, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind, very polite and, yeah. Yeah. It really did thrust you into more public life, didn't oh, it? This, yeah. this shock announcement, yeah. you actually won out of 12 yeah. girls and then all yeah. of a sudden you've been doing all these other things yeah. as the... It's almost like it's an office bearer, isn't it, being well, it, the queen? Yes, it is really. And uh, and I think if people just remember that, that, you know, maybe you're being looked at a little bit more carefully yep. because you have got that title. And, um, yeah. But then the deportment course at the... Um, Judge Dorothy Burke offered it. That would have been good for me too. Yeah, you know, giving me that extra confidence, even though I didn't enjoy it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what sort of things did you do in your deportment classes so back then? Just walking around with the book on your top. The book on your head, head straight and tall, and how <laughs> to sit properly. As Emma said, there was a photo. There was yeah, it, the one great. with. She said, Mum, look how you're sitting with the feet, you know. And I said, well, we're always taught you had to sit with you. Sit up nicely with your hands on your lap and with your... You are sitting very Mm. deportment. Yes. Yes. So you've got Mm. one foot in front of the other, Mm. point out front, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you've got... So just to describe the photo, I think you've got it as a... Just a your hand on the 1960s queen Mm. um, back... But, yes, you've got your hand in your lap yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Shoulders back. I could yeah. take a few lessons yes, from I, this, I actually, could, Gwen. I could now too. 
You're absolutely right. You are bang on deportment yeah. standard yeah. for a yeah. queen. Yes. And, and they taught you things about, I suppose, makeup and how to conduct yourself in, you know, in public and how to, you know, they'd have settings for dinner table and those oh, yes. sorts of yep. things. Yeah, that, yep. Mm. Well, it was good. I'm glad the Premier gave up his cake book for you. <laughs> good on you, Premier Nicola. <laughs> yeah, no, that was yeah, very nice. Thank you so much for meeting with me today in person and sharing your photo collection with me. I've absolutely adored this. Oh. Thank you so much for speaking to us yeah. today at Beyond the Crown. Mm. And, I mean, you were the stonking big crown back yes, in the 50s. it was 50s. the big crown, wasn't it? And it's, an absolute, it's been an absolute delight seeing an era that's out of my sight um, with my family, if you know what I mean, to be able to see your photos and get an insight into the country life of that mm. time. And I can't say thank you enough for speaking to me today. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. On the next episode of Beyond the Crown, it's the 60s and there's a protest from the Ballandine Orchardists about the Apple Blossom Festival. You always hope that there's going to be young people that'll come in and, and, and do the job so that it'll continue on when we're... Come hear why four tweens and teens from the Ballandine Youth Group dressed up in women's clothing for the street parade of the Apple Blossom Festival in 1962. Beyond the Crown has been made possible by the Regional Arts Development Fund, RADF, and it is a partnership between the Queensland Government and the Southern Downs Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. 